All right, so in Mark chapter 10, verse 13, we'll be reading 13 through 31. Just a reminder that we are walking through the Moravian text, and uh, we are currently in the book of Mark. We're essentially, the Moravian text is walking us through the whole of the New Testament this year. Um, so verse 13, people were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them and blessed them. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Parentheses. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them, persecution. And in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. All right, that's our scripture reading for the day. Um, It's probably worth pointing out that not in the recent past, we have looked at both of these stories in the book of Matthew. Um, Mark does something a little bit different in that he has them side by side, um, and... The, the important thing of that is um, there's, a, there's a particular thing that sometimes the writers, the gospel writers will do um, in placing stories next to each other to show you how um, the, like the point of the one um, is meant to apply to the other. And so this one, um, that's, that is what's happening. So the little children um, are meant to show you the way in which the um, rich young ruler is missing it. Um, And so the meaning of the little children is actually being applied to, as well, the rich young man. And so, specifically, if you think about there, there, there's, like, two different levels of things going on um, with the little children. One is you've got, um, it's a little bit different in that, like, the children are sick. That's not why they're not being brought to Jesus. They're being brought to him because their parents clearly recognize that Jesus has some sort of power, some sort of spiritual authority. Um, and so he wants them to pray a blessing over the children. Um, now this is 
some random person they have never met before. So actually the first demonstration of trust is on the parents' part. Um, so the parents are actually the ones giving their children to Jesus, a man that they have never met. Um, and so this is actually like a demonstration of faith and trust on the parents' part. But then like the ability of like, it's not, sometimes we think about like the kids going to Jesus, but in many ways they are going to Jesus, but it's their trust in their parents that are making this whole thing work. Like their parents are saying, this is good. This is right. We want you to be around this person. And they have absolute universal blind, and I don't mean that in a bad way, trust in their parents. Like if their parents say this is good, it must be good. If their parents think that this is a person they should they can trust, then they'll trust them. Like they're not they're not like getting into the complexity of the situation. That's just not how their minds think. If their parents say it's good, it's good. If their parents say it's bad, then it's bad. If their parents say do it, then they do it. Um, and this is the, in many ways, like this is the posture that the the rich young ruler is invited into. Like, will you trust? That like your father in heaven will take care of you. Will you trust that he will give you an identity that is better than the one that you have? Will you trust that he sees a path for your life that you may not see for yourself that's different than the one that you always thought? Will you put like your approval, your ambition, and your appetites on the table and trust that God will deal with those things in a way that's good? Because that's what little kids would do. Like the opportunity to relate to parents in the same way that these little children relate to their parent, and then ultimately to Jesus and the Father, is the opportunity for the rich young ruler, and he can't do it. Like, and if, if you think about, like, he's using a very similar, um, he's making a very similar point where he talks about, like, the camel and the eye of the needle. So, like, you can't, like, when you come to Jesus, like, you, again, the, the camel and the, the eye of the needle, the, the um, the eye of the needle is a gate, and it's a low gate. The camel has to take all the stuff off its back, then it has to get on its hands and knees, then it has to go under the gate to get to it. So you come to Jesus with nothing. He says, I am the gate. Like, that's what he says in John. I am the gate. Um, the only way to come through to the Father is to go through me, which is the gate. You see a very similar thing with the little children, where he says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such of these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And so there's an entering in again, um, in a posture of, like, I trust you, I come to you with nothing, because I have nothing apart from you, apart from anything that you've given me, and I trust you. I trust you, I trust, like, this is all about, like, these are relational dynamics that are working out. Um, And clearly for the kids, we see an experience of, like, the parents trusting Jesus, the kids trusting Jesus because of the parents, and what that looks like for us as we enter into the kingdom. We have the opportunity every single day to live in that relationship of trust. God will take care of this. Even though I have anxiety and worry, God will take care of it. And as I let a spirit work, the anxiety and the worry, there's an opportunity for that to dissipate. And the rich young man, not able to do that. So we can go into a lot more detail with the rich young man. Um, but I think like the, the reason like today the text has grouped those things together is to read them together because they have to do with each other in the way that, that Mark is constructing his gospel.